Welcome back to the In The Blues Tone podcast. My name's Shane. It is currently the 29th of October, 2019. So happy Halloween to everybody who does that kind of thing. They're trying to get that to work in Australia, but it still really hasn't taken off yet. Uh, I kind of like the idea of it. You know, I've spent a lot of time overseas in the States and uh, yeah, I kind of like the vibe of Halloween, but it's hard to sort of uh, push that onto another country when they've never really done it. It is gaining momentum. When I was a kid, we never saw any of that stuff, and I kind of wished we did, but uh, being a huge horror movie fan, anyway. So today's podcast is just an audio-only one, just for the iTunes subscribers to say thanks, and I'm going to try and do one of these maybe every week coming up. It might be between 15 and 30 minutes or something like that, just to maybe give you guys a little bit of an inside scoop on some of the stuff I've had a chance to test, some of the stuff that I'm currently using, and what I think of certain things that have come through. So the first thing, uh, I've got a couple of more Fender Tone Master Series Amplify videos coming up with a twin. I've had a chance to test that out live and I filmed it and man, it is awesome. By far the best digital modeling amp I've ever played uh, because it, it basically functions so much like a, a regular amp and that's why I like it. It works great with pedals. It had that big 3D projection thing that a lot of other amps don't have. So that was great. And what can I tell you? I think it's easily the best amp I've played in a long, long time, being that it's not, you know, an analog, a true analog amplifier. There's a quad core processor in there. I think two of the cores take care of the reverb. And I have to tell you, the reverb on this amp is the best reverb I've ever heard. It doesn't matter what I put it up against, even the original, the reverb on this thing sounds better. One of the other cores uh, takes care of the XLR output, which also takes care of the uh, IRs, the impulse responses that they've got loaded in the back. So, Man, it just ticks so many boxes. If you haven't seen my deep dive review, it's on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash in the blues, and you can check it out. I did a full deep dive video on that. Yeah, Fender sent it out. You know, I had so many requests to basically review that amplifier, and people were commenting on every video saying, hey, when are you going to get a chance to do it? So I basically uh, took a screenshot of all the questions of being asked that and sent it to Fender, and they said, yeah, we'll, we'll send you one out. So uh Enjoy it. That was the only thing they told me once it turned up. Just have fun, see what you think of it. Um, but I'm actually considering using it as my number one amp uh, when I need to be when I need to have a loud amp. Now, is it as good as my Marshall or the Blues Deluxes? It's just different. And um, I think one of the key features of it is, or the key benefits of it, is that just its weight. You know, tone to power to weight ratio is all good things. Uh, so that's what I'm going to take to most jams and having the power attenuation on the back is fantastic. So you might be wondering, you know, is it loud enough to gig with? Uh, absolutely. Even on 40 watts in a room where I would usually take my Blues Deluxe or my Marshall DSL 40, it was plenty loud. I had the amp on five. When I got it up to uh, 85 watts on full power, I had to turn it down to four. It was brutally loud. So it's a different sort of sound. It's maybe a more refined and polished version of a Fender Twin Tone. But the fact is it's light and loud and it kills the modeling amps I've tried before it. Um, it's a different amp to say something like the Katana or the Nextone. So uh, better is subjective, but for what I like, just as an amp you can plug into and get great tones. It's really light. Uh, it's by far the best. I think one of the things that uh, I think we all need to wait and see is just how reliable it is. You know, my old Fender Mustang GT that uh, I was sent out as well luckily enough from fender died the first time i took it out and played it live this didn't so i, I have way more confidence in the build quality of these things it looks like a very very pro professional lamp the pine cabinet two jensen uh what are they called the neodymium speakers 
So overall, pretty good things in this new amp, and it's something that I'm really looking forward to playing out more and more, and it's going to be a mainstay on the channel. So speaking of the Boss Next Tones and all that kind of stuff, Boss actually sent out their artist version of that amp, which is the 80-watt one from memory. And uh, you can all, it also has a power attenuator and all that on there. That's a much physically smaller amp than the Twin, and it is, is a lot heavier. So, <laughs> yeah, they didn't pull any punches with the weight of that amp. It's probably lighter than, say, my Marshall or my Fender Blues Deluxe, but the Boss Next Tone does weigh quite a bit for its size, and it sounds unreal. You know, there's, it's a very simple, straight-ahead amplifier. You can hook it up to the computer and sort of dive into some of the options, but it doesn't have that many options, and I, I really like that. It means you're not going to sit there fiddling with it for hours. Now, just to give you the heads up on what I think of it, the clean channel is beautiful, you know, and being able to also change the power output stage from 6V6 to 6L6, EL34, EL84, that's fantastic. That's one of the best features on any of these amps I've seen. These do come in at quite a bit more of a premium price than, say, the Boss Katanas, but for a guy like me who likes the simple amplifiers more so than, you know, things I need to hook to the computer indefinitely or or to get the most out of them you know that that's kind of not my thing now to be fair though with even with the next tone i still hooked it up to a computer because i think by default the clean channel had like a tremolo effect i didn't want that i just wanted to take advantage of the clean channel with a built-in overdrive effect and its options internally are a lot more limited but once you have it set up it's pretty much set and forget which is great the only downside of it is i guess if you find that you've set the overdrive up for example way too loud need to still go back into the computer and adjust that. So that functionality thing is the same for the Katana as well. Now, if you're playing at home, no big deal, right? But if you're playing live and all of a sudden your volume jumps way too far, uh, you've just got to be cautious to these things. And I, like, I actually really like the Katana. I think people think I'm too critical of them or something, but I think they're a great amp. But what they are, they're, they're great. It's just not for me. You know, and I think um, the Boss Next Tone is probably a closer amplify to what i would use live and i've actually had a chance to play it out live as well so i'll give you my thoughts on that so when i had a chance to test it out the first time i was switching channels to the dirty channel and i was like oh i'm getting lost in the mix you know the dirty channel as it was default straight out of the box i didn't like it at all i have then since realized okay so the clean channel with the overdrive pedal responds way more like what i would want in the mix so in terms of it's 3D projection and all that. The clean channel with, in, with an overdrive or distortion is fantastic. It took getting the amplifier home, plugging it into the computer and changing a few settings on the sort of frequency response of the drive channel to get it to work better, but it works way better now than it did before. I think I cut some of the highs out of it. I boosted some of the low mids uh, and just made it sound uh, what I think better. And I also adjusted the power amp settings to... The EL34s to have more of a Marshall-y type of drive channel mixed with like a Fender-y kind of clean channel with a 6L6s. So as it stands right now, that amplifier would be a great pedal platform. Um, just It's basically like a PV Bandit. It's, it's very, very similar to that amplifier in terms of how well it takes pedals. It's got a different sort of sound. It's maybe, a, maybe it's, I don't know if it's louder. It just feels more present on the clean channel in the mix than a PV Bandit does. And I, I absolutely love PV Bandits. So it's just a different sort of sound, but it works extremely well. So overall, the Boss Next Tone, yeah, it definitely gets the, the thumbs up from me. I, I think it's a, a pretty cool amp. It is a whole lot more expensive, I think, than the Boss Katana. So I'm, I'm tipping most people will go for the Katana. Uh, 
And that's totally understandable as well. You know, they are very, very popular amplifiers and they do tick a lot, a lot of boxes for people who are just playing at home. If you love like diving into amps and getting lots of different effects and stacking things and all that, the next tone's probably not the right choice. I, I would definitely go for the Katana. But overall, man, that boss, boss next tone is awesome. So just to let you know as well, uh, as of this Friday coming up, I'm actually getting a knee operation. For those who tuned in, into the live stream, probably heard about it there, but one of the um, one of the things coming up is that. So I'm going to probably be out of action for a few days uh, or maybe a week or something like that. I don't know, but I'm scheduling up my videos uh, as far ahead as I can into November, just in case it takes a few weeks to, to sort itself out. It's nothing serious. Um, I tore my meniscus a while back and yeah, I've got to get that sorted and there's something that needs to be scraped out of there as well. So it's uh, easy to recover from operation. A lot of athletes do it. Uh, I'm no athlete, but I, last year when I was in Germany with uh, Dr. Rick at GeekCon, we were walking for maybe 10 kilometers or six miles or something like that. And all of a sudden, my knee locked up. I was like, oh my God, like what's wrong with my knee? And he's like, oh, when we get back, you should get that scan. So I did. It's taken it's taken like eight months or something to nine months to get this appointment ready. So I can't miss it. If I miss it, I go back down the list. The public health system here is a little bit funny like that. But you know what? It is what it is. I'm looking forward to getting rid of this pain I've had for a while, which will mean I'll be able to travel next year and change up the scope of the channel, which brings me to this next point. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to 2020. I've got a whole lot of different ideas that... Are going to be fun and different and things that I've never done on the channel that I want to do on the channel and and take a chance on doing some things that will hopefully appeal to a wider audience and you know to grow the channel but to also just be fun. I think um, you know this time of year coming up to December, you know the more videos I can pop sort of pump out, the, the better the channel performs and it makes a huge difference going into you know, the first three or four months of next year where it's pretty quiet uh, just in terms of, uh, you know, earnings and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, for me to get as much stuff up there as I can, uh, the better it works. And, you know, I, I've started working with Sweetwater as well, not working with them, so to, so to speak, but I have an affiliate program with them for referred sales. So if you see those links and you, you like what you see in the videos, um, if you click those, I get a really small commission of any purchase so i appreciate that if you choose to use those but um yeah coming up next year one of the things I, i'd really love to do is uh, i'm going to do some actually one i've already spoken to a few of the guys and one of the guys that's going to be in this video is andy martin from uh, Re reverb or uh, what was it pro guitar shop <laughs> so we're going to get together and, and do one of these videos he's a he's an awesome guy i think robert baker's on board as well who's a, he's a really awesome dude as well and these are going to be videos that no one else has done, at least not, hopefully no one does them or, or basically uh, thinks of this same idea before that. But I'm going to really change the scope of the channel next year. It might not be until maybe April or May or something like that. But yeah, I'm already planning out some of these ideas that I know will reach a wider audience that will just be a bit more fun and maybe a bit more personable too and also outside of my house. <laughs> I'm also thinking about changing up the Guitar Search Saturdays videos. You know, they, they take me so long to edit. They really do. They take me all day. And I, I sometimes, I keep pushing them back because I know I could get like three or four other videos done in the time it takes to get that one just edited, right? Uh, I love Guitar Search Saturday videos, but I'm thinking I'm going to make them more like a vlog video. 
uh, bring the gimbal in, but also keep them a little bit more in the moment. So the voiceover possibly will be part of the, what you hear in the video will be shot on location. I'm not going to go back and then add a lot of voiceover. I think that might be the easiest way to get some really, really cool videos done a little bit quicker. And then if I need to, I can always add the voiceover stuff. But I'd like to see what everybody thinks of that as well. Um, yeah, if you want to reach out to me or comment on that, you can go to inthebluespodcast.com. There's a plug-in down the bottom of this post and you can yeah, let me know what you think there or email me at intheblues at outlook.com or Instagram or whatever. So yeah, I'm going to try some different things next year. I've, I've got, if this trip happens next year to the States, or when, I should say, now that I know my knee's going to get fixed, finally. Um, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be good. I, I'm going to look at it for more like a productivity trip. I'm going to get as much stuff done as I can and try out all these new ideas and uh, try and make, make the channel a little bit more fun. You know, other than just lots of gear stuff. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know. Well, nothing, nothing's, it'll still be a fun trip either way. But I have a feeling this one series of videos I want to put together, I know it hasn't been done and I know it, it will be very, very, it, it should appeal to everybody. <laughs> Let's just put it that way, or at least a lot of people. And they're not React videos or any crap like that either. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to give that away. I really want to uh, invest uh, it'll, you know, it's going to cost me uh, probably a few grand to get over there and, and do this. So I want to make sure no one else pinches the idea. So, uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff coming in on the channel at the moment. I had a couple of Dan Electro guitars come in. Uh, one of the videos just went live, I think, today or, yes- or yesterday, actually, as of uh, recording this. And uh, as you may or may not know, the humbucker pickups are a little bit dodgy. I don't know if they're potted properly or what, but... Uh, one of the problems I had with them anytime I turned the guitar up and I was on the humbucker pickup with any amount of drive, they would just feed back uncontrollably. Yeah, I reached out to Dan Electro and asked them, hey, you know, what's the deal with these pickups? And I just said, oh, you know, go ahead with the video, say whatever you need to. And I thought that was cool. So I asked a couple of other guys that I know have uh, pretty similar guitars and I said, hey, do yours, does yours do this? Go, no, no, not at all. I said, did you do your review through a Kemper or a, or a two-notes torpedo? They go, yeah. I said, try it in an actual amp and turn it up. And I wasn't the only one who had this problem. But yeah, their humbuck is definitely feedback. I had the same problem when I took out one of the last Dan Electro guitars that I was sent out into the live mix. I turned up the guitar on humbucker mode. It was unusable. So I sold it straight away um, for what I like wasn't the right guitar if you play a lot cleaner and or, or yeah, a little bit of drive you'll be okay but if you do like to rock out the dan electro humbuckers probably avoid them uh, i said this in the pros and cons video as well i was you know 100 honest with it i said so there's a couple of things that i don't like about uh the the dan electro guitars and it's something that i didn't notice until i played it live and that's why i think a lot of the youtubers are doing a little bit of a disservice by only testing stuff at home and i know there's a million players probably more that play just at home but when you take stuff out and play it you realize oh man i really wish i had a tried this or had a tried that or i I knew about this or that at the time so i took the guitar out and had a play and it fed back something shocking the second thing i didn't like about it either is the fact that the the reach past the 12th fret was almost impossible to play so if you like to play up high the dan electro guitar is not for you either there's a big piece of wood where the neck joins right behind your hand and you right behind the neck where your hand would normally go and it's 
it's worse than a Les Paul in terms of reach by a lot. So if you want to play past the 12th, 13th fret, it's also not the guitar for you. But they sound great. You know, I had a lot of comments saying, hey, man, these are great. Thanks for the heads up on the pickup or whatever. But if you're a rhythm player or you like clean, old school 50, 60 stuff, you're going to get a kick out of those guitars. They're really great value. I think they're made better now than they've ever been made. You know, we've got the Wilkinson Bridge and all that kind of stuff. So overall, they're probably the best they've ever been right now. Um, but yeah, there's a few flaws to stop me from either probably keeping or keeping that one or from using it live. Now, I also got one with two single coil pickups and that's fine. And I noticed that the humbucker, when I split it to single coil, it didn't feed back. So uh, yeah, the, their single coils are fine. The humbuckers, I don't know what, what went wrong there, but uh, they're great guys at Dan Electro, man. They take the feedback on board and they, they ask for honest feedback and all that kind of stuff. So they'll be working towards uh, hopefully sorting that out for future instruments. We'll wait and see whether or not other people complain about it because the way that it was, I couldn't get the guitar volume up past about three quarters of the way off. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was pretty unusable. Now, in terms of the regular gear content that I got coming up, you probably noticed I haven't been doing as many pedal videos lately, and that's for good reason. One, no one watches and no one cares about pedals anymore, and that's the way that it way that it is. You know, like there'll be some people out there that still like to see them, but I think by now most people realize it all comes down to the way you play, and if you've got a good ear for tone, right? If you don't, you're going to struggle no matter what you buy. If you you can play and you can dial in a good sound. Almost any overdrive pedal will work, right? So I'm not doing too many of the conventional pedals coming up. There's, I think there's one sort of semi-standard pedal coming up on the channel from a company called Anasounds. And then I've got this uh, really interesting plasma drive pedal from uh, some other company. I can't remember what it's called right now. Game Changer Audio. Uh, it's completely different. It caught my eye just visually. And I thought, yeah, all right, I'll do this one. But after that, I'm going to... Pretty much, well, I don't know if I've got any others coming, but I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it for a while. So, yeah, the pedal videos are just, they're on their way out with my channel. I, I really, I don't enjoy doing the videos as much anymore unless they're unique and interesting. I think I've got a Moor pedal or a Moor pedal sitting there as well, one of their new ones. So, I'll get that done at some point, but I'm in no rush to do that. I can wait. Just, yeah, and the other reason why I don't like, uh, or, or I should say, why these have no benefit to my channel is the fact that when you post a video and it gets next to no views, it really impacts the performance of your next video. So imagine you've got a really great one scheduled up after after a dud. It doesn't get pushed as much based on the performance of your last video. I have to be semi-conscious of that um, and I have to make the, this sort of stuff worth my time too. So yeah, I'm just being a real fussy guy at the moment with you know what's going up on the channel and so forth. But in some positive news here, hang on, wait, 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 ready, ready? I'm going to have a Pepsi while we do this, so apologies for that. Um, yeah, one of the cool things about uh, some of the stuff that's coming up is I got a couple of uh, practice amps from more coming in as well. So I'll not only be able to do a video of those each, but also a comparison between them, which will be great too. Now, you might remember a little while back, I said there'll be another live jam session with Dr. Rick and Brian and all the rest of the guys, and that's ready to go, right? I got a copyright strike on it. I got a false copyright strike on that video, which which totally sucks, and not just a you know an actual proper one, but we did this Albert King cover, and another company from this uh, 
label called City Baby claimed it as a song none of us have ever heard and none of us have even, yeah, like we didn't even, it's not, it's not the right song, right? So uh, I've contacted YouTube and also contacted CD Baby and I'm trying to get this resolved. It's one of the biggest problems with YouTube at the moment. People who make the videos don't have a lot of power when they something gets claimed. It just assumes the worst of the person uploading it. And I didn't even put ads on the video because I knew we were playing some cover songs, right? It was just the way that it is, I didn't want to get in trouble with that or anything like that. Now, depending on how this goes and how it gets or if it gets resolved or not, this actually might require a video at some point because I really feel like this is the Achilles heel of this whole YouTube system. When you go, when you go to file a dispute, you have certain options that come up and none of them relate to false or incorrect ID claim. There isn't an option for that. So if you choose one of the other options, and then the person who uh, claimed the video isn't legitimate and they decide that, no, they don't want to accept it as a mistake or whatever, then you can have your account, you can actually have a strike on your account, which I can't afford to do. So I've emailed the company. I've also emailed YouTube explaining this exact situation. And the song that we actually played isn't the song that's been claimed, nor is it by the same artist or anything like that. And nor were we putting ads on the video or whatever so it's a this is one of those weird problems and i really want to release that video i put so much work into it probably 20 odd hours from start to finish in terms of uh you know setting up taking all the crap to the gig uh filming it recording it getting it back uh mixing the audio and you know all the rest of the stuff that goes along with producing a video editing and grading the footage and all that sort of stuff so a lot of work went into it only to get a false copyright claim. So I tried de deleting the video, re-uploading it. It didn't help either. So I'm going to maybe, worst case scenario, if this doesn't get sort of cleared up in the next couple of weeks, what I'll do, I'll just re-edit uh, re the video. It might not be as good, but I'll have to re-edit the start. It's right at the start too, which totally sucks. It's just, it really sucks because the start is part of the vibe of the whole video, you know, and... um. Yeah, the tones and the playing were great. Look, I could let it go, but I feel like it's a, it's a, not a, maybe a pride thing, but it, it's an integrity thing, man. I, I don't want someone else to sort of profit off my work illegally. And I don't want to profit off it either because it's not my song. So <laughs> I don't want to run ads on it at all. That was the whole idea, just to let you guys watch something that's fun. So yeah, I'm going to have to find a way to, Get this resolved. I do have a partner account, uh, sort of a manager that I can reach out to from time to time. But so far, he seems a little bit oblivious to what's going on with this. And this is a huge known issue with a content ID claim. So it'll be an interesting couple of weeks. And if they don't sort this out, I may actually publish a video on the channel just explaining uh, why this sucks so much and why companies take that are taking advantage of content creators should be basically blacklisted from making any claims uh, because CD Baby, I'm pretty sure, is like a distribution company that uh, also, you know, you give them your album and they can publish it to iTunes. So I, I'm hoping it's just an error, but it's been seven days or something now and I haven't heard back from them. So I don't know whether or not I'm going to hear back from them. And yeah, I guess I just have to sort of see how we go with that. Um, I also had a microphone company uh, sent me an email recently and they're pretty interested in having some microphones featured on the channel. I don't know how you feel about uh, mics, mic videos and mic comparisons and all that, but 
you know, I'd be pretty interested in doing some different stuff, seeing what might be some of the hidden gems maybe of, you know, recording acoustic or electric guitar or whatever. Next year too, or maybe even before next year, it might even be late December or something like that. We're going to do like an in-house jam. We're going to play some originals here at the house. I'll set up the other room and we're going to basically have, I guess, four cameras. That's what I've got. <laughs> and we'll set up those. Actually, my friend's got a camera too, so there might be five. And we can basically do an in-house jam. I, I'm really looking forward to doing that. I want to sort of feature a little bit more music on the channel. Not to plug my own stuff, but just to keep it more about music than than stuff. You know, I think, I don't know if I've boxed the channel in just as a stuff channel, but the podcast and Guitar Search Saturdays and all that kind of stuff have hopefully helped branch it out. And definitely next year, uh, these new video series go, will go live and I'm hoping it's going to be as fun for you as uh, it will be for me, at least making them and putting them together and doing something different and sort of challenging myself to make a video out of this this concept as well because I kind of feel like it's it's time for change, you know. I, I really feel like, yeah, just to, just to shock everybody, it'd be fun for a while. <laughs> Do something completely different. And, yeah, well, we'll see how we go with that. I'm also not going to completely, like, revolutionize the channel because you don't want to lose your audience either, but I think some of these these new video series might be might be the ticket to uh, to sort of growing it to that next level. And yeah, there's only I think there's only really so much you can do with gear videos. That if you're not if you don't have a video out of something that's new in the first week, it's pretty much game over these days. So yeah, it's time to think a little bit outside of the box, which hopefully I do a bit of from time to time. And uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. So lastly, I guess we'll wrap this up with. Uh, Maybe some suggestions and things you'd like to see. So if you'd like to sort of comment on stuff you see on the channel, stuff that you'd probably want to see more or less of, as long as it's not more pedal videos, because I've done so many of those. And yeah, that's one thing I'm not going to be persisting with anymore. I, I've i done so many of them. So you probably, as of next year, you'll only see one a month. I'm tipping that'll be the way to go. And I'll, I'll choose them very selectively uh, or, or to be stuff that I buy or something like that. So yeah, with the exception of uh, pedal videos, if there's something you'd like to see more of, whether it's uh, different amplifiers or comparison videos or more of this or less of that or whatever, let me know. You know, that that would be cool. I definitely want to start doing more podcasts next year as well and getting different people in to sort of sit in on the sessions. Dr. Rick will probably be a mainstay on those. Uh, it was a, it's He's been great and he's got a lot of knowledge as well. So between him and I and whoever else joins in, it should be a whole lot of fun. We can talk about music and concepts and you know, gear and whatever else. Uh, it's good fun for me to do something a little bit different in a room with a bit of sunlight. <laughs> the artificial lighting that I use every every other video. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. This is an audio-only In The Blues Tone podcast recorded on October 29th, 2019. This will be up tonight, all being well. And I should also note, I think I'm going to start... Well, I haven't done too many live streams recently, but... I've had so many people ask me to put those live streams on the iTunes audio only feed. So if you'd want to get those as well, also let me know. Um, I think I'll upload one and sort of see what sort of response it gets. If no one listens to it, I won't be doing it anymore. But uh, yeah, these are fun. I'm just sitting here in my desk in the studio room that you've all seen a million times and talking into a mic and it's all off the cuff. And <laughs> I'm looking around my room going, oh yeah, I can talk about that. Oh yeah, I can talk about that. So these will be things that will be coming up a little bit more often on the iTunes feed. So thanks again for watching or listening, I should say. I'm so used to saying watching. And I will see you 
on the next one. Thanks again. Or speak to you on the next one. Thank you.